and welcome to this latest special edition of Like It or Not with Big Ben Shady. I am your host for the evening, Big Ben Shady. Hit me up on the social medias, the regular Facebook, Ben Marcheski, Benjamin12 on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Polish guy you love to hate, on Snapchat, Big Papa Ben, TikTok, same thing. Got an interesting and odd topic to talk about today. Just recently went through this whole ordeal. Didn't know what was going to come out of it. And that, but everything's smoothed over now, just in time for the holiday. Talk about why the why do certain parents spaz out and freak out over something so small and so petty. Story time. I uh, last weekend I had a little bit of a free time. I wound up going out a little bit of Christmas shopping. My wife takes my daughter to a birthday party, kids' birthday party. I had a few hours to kill. I said, "What the hell? I'm going to get this Christmas shopping done." I'm out Christmas shopping everything now. I've got to go back a little bit on the backstory. Um, we were all in a messaging chat on Facebook Messenger, my mom, my wife, and myself. My mom was asking, hey, you know, good chance can I, you know, get one of you guys to you know, help me out Christmas shopping? And then my wife basically comes out and tells the flat truth, you know, she says, I can't, I've been busy. We're doing some things with Amelia, my daughter, and that, and, uh, Maybe Ben can take you out running around, you know. Ben take you out Sunday. And she's like, okay, that's good. I figure you were busy and everything. Ben, ben can run me out. And this was on a Tuesday this messaging happened. From Tuesday to Saturday, there was no communication. Half of that's my fault, too. I could have reached out to my mom and everything. My mom could have said something to me if she would have messaged me on a Thursday or a Friday say, hey, hey Ben, let's go shopping Saturday. Never, never, she never spoke anything about Saturday wanting to go out shopping. You know, I would have took her Sunday. I, and after all the big blow up we had, I even messaged, I said, I'll take you out Sunday, I'll take you out Monday, Tuesday, you want to go? And she got her shopping done through my dad and everything and she's good to go now. Christmas shopping, and I'm like, 
know, I chose the wrong words to tell her back, but I said, no, I'm sorry. I said, I'm kind of out busy out now shopping. I said, I'm buying a few gifts for you and Ange and uh, the baby, you know. I said, after that, I said, you know, we're going, I got plans for the evening. She freaking spazzes out, man. She sends back a text, you know. Well, I remember back in the day when you wanted to go shopping with your mother, you know. You always enjoyed that. Now I see, I see how you are. I see where things stand. You know, and I said, oh, you know, wow. to her in the text in the evening and I told my wife this and my wife sends up on messenger hey you know what's going on Ben you know want to still get together she offered to take my mom shopping on Sunday and, uh, and she you know spoke as like a mediator she's like oh Ben Ben told me you're mad at him you know but my mom ignored the messages she turns her phone off after the big blow up at me she posts some stuff on Facebook you know sorry for me, you know, oh, I'm going to get rid of the phones, I don't want them anymore, you know, where can I take them to dispose them, and that, and, um, this is from Saturday on till Wednesday, she gives me the silent treatment, me and my wife, we're discussing, we don't know what the hell's going on either, we were thinking, oh, is she going to keep up the silent treatment and everything, this is going to go all the way through Christmas, we were all not going to be together for Christmas get-together. I was kind of thinking my mom was going to have a bad attitude. She was going to message me and say, uh, then, uh, regards to the gifts you bought for me and that, take them back. I don't want them. Blah, 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 blah. You know, but she never done any of that, you know. But she just gave us a silent treatment. And then my father come over on a Tuesday and he knew about her big blow up at each other. And my dad, he spoke up for me. He stuck up for me. He said, you know, hey, you know, Ben's out busy. He's got a family of his own. His time's limited, you know. And it was the same thing my wife said, too, you know. And then, she, yeah, I don't care. She just, she's in a pissed off mood, you know. Never seen her do this before. And, um, you know, my dad come to my defense, which was great. You know, I thank the Lord. I told my dad my side of the story. And, um, it wasn't until late Wednesday, finally, she communicates with me, you know, well, she comes up with me for the text at first, Ben, you know, you really hurt my feelings, but now I see where I stand with you, you know, she comes up with some stuff like that, what I got out of the text is that she got something going on in her head, she thinks I'm out to destroy her hurt her mentally, spiritually, whatever, Men, you know, hurt her as a whole person, you know, and I told that to my wife, I said, you know, I'm not, you know, planning, plotting anything, I'm not getting up and thinking of ways to destroy my mom, she's my mom, I love her, you know, she brought me into this world, it was me and her, you know, before, you know, I found my wife and get put together with her for some nine years, you know, just, I don't know if she thinks in her head like I was going to take Amelia away from her. She's never going to see Amelia again. My daughter, Matt, and I, you know, I sent her apology back. I said, Ma, you know, I said, nothing's ever going to change. I'm still going to love you forever, you know. 
I said, I will always be here for you. You know, we're gonna be here for you in case you know my dad were to pass away. You know, and uh, you know, you were not gonna never be alone. You know, I'm not gonna not out to plot and destroy you. You know, I said it was a misunderstanding, miscommunication on both of our ends. You know, let's work on this. You know, I said, you know, I appreciate everything you've done for me. You. You know, made me, you know, I, as I wrote in a text, I said I started from the young boy to the man I've become, you know, the boy from North Toledo and to the man I've become today, married with a child, you know. And, uh, you know, I just said, let's, let's move on from this. And, you know, let's move on from this and just let's go enjoy the holidays. And she pulls this silent treatment stunt of all days, you know, Christmas time, you know, the holiday time. When she pulled this silent treatment on me, you know, I just think she just did this. She was expecting me to feel guilty, and I was going to run the cave to her and kiss her butt, you know, blah, 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 you know, which is not the case, you know. I just, I, I let it go, you know. I just ignored it. I chose to ignore it. I chose to ignore it. And, um... moved on you know so you know and then uh, a little side note I'll tell you too she has a, a friend a guy friend he's been a good friend of the family he's the one that helped me drive and taught me how to drive he took time out of his life I've mentioned in previous podcasts he was busy working 50 60 hours for the city but he still took some time out on the weekends to teach me to drive and the rest of the family wouldn't and uh there was a lot of years that he took her out shopping and did stuff and prepared the house and got the Christmas time ready and gave her a little money on the side for Christmas time and everything. And uh, this year, his health has been kind of on a decline. He's worried that he may have cancer. He has supposedly going to have surgery and hernia repair and that he'll do that after Christmas and he's not feeling the greatest and that was another thing that led to the blow up I never really got in touch with my mom to ask her hey you want to go shopping I always assumed that he was going to take her out and you know they were going to go do their thing he'd done that for every single year I was assuming and she really she told me that his health wasn't great he wasn't really doing much but I you know just how you think in your mind like okay you know she's going to be covered she's got somebody to take her out shopping and everything but that was not the case this year and that and i just asked my mom i said do you think i said do you think he's not going to be around you think he's not going to be around come next christmas you know what do you what was your thinking and then she wrote me back she just said she's not been feeling great either it's hard for her to clean the house and frustrates her and that's been weighing on her mind and she figures that's why that's the big blow up of everything And we will go to commercial. So, you know, with parents blowing up like that, you know, let's dig deep into research. Let's figure out why why they do stuff like that. My my conclusion, my theory is that parents, you know, the, you know, the obvious parents want what's best for their child. They want to see their child in the best situation. 
parents have trust issues. Like if, say, well, like, like I say, a, a son, you know, a mom, a mom, a mom, dad, and, you know, a son, you know, me being an only child, my situation, me being an only child, you know, they used to, you know, tell me that a long time ago, you know. Well, then hopefully you find some nice girls you meet, settle down, have a family and everything. And, uh, you know, finally that day came when I met my wife nine years ago when we wound up dating. One thing led to another where we got together and, you know, uh, we got together and, you know, moved in together. And then I moved out from my parents' house, you know. I just think in, a, in the mind of a mom and her boy, because they always say mama's boys, daddy's girls. In a mom's idea, in a mom's idea, her head, if she has her only son and her only child, she wants to know, she wants to see her assurance in her head that the son has got the best investment, you know, going into this relationship and eventually marriage and everything. She wants to see as a parent and a mom that this woman that has taken her baby boy from her, you know, this woman's got her head on her shoulders, got her act together, you know. And usually that's the case, you know. A woman's good, strong-willed head on her shoulders represents the same values and same, you know, personality like you. Work hard, you know, loving, caring try to work out things, you know, and, uh, just, just in general, you know, some, you know, some parents, a mom could be in a situation where the son gets involved with a girl, and she can sense that as a parent, you know, oh, this girl's not the best, best interest, you know, best, uh, what do you want to call that, best, best thing for my son, the best situation, the best ideal fit. You know, she sees that the girl's not right for him. You know, this girl could be, you know, uh, have problems and mental issues, you know. Or this girl could be a stunning, attractive young woman. And that, and um, she's getting together with, and, you know, with the son. And the son's making good money, saying, pretty much. And this woman's got gold digging mine on her history and everything, this woman can wind up, you know, using the son, taking the, taking the son for all the money that he makes, and it'll wind up making him broke, and then when the money runs out, then she'll ditch him and go on somewhere else, you know, or, you know, girls get with guys where the girls can be abusive to the guy, same thing for a girl too, you know, daddy's girl, they're more leery, you know, want to see the best, best, best interest, you know, they don't want to see their daughter be involved with a guy that's going to physically abuse them, treat them like shit, or go off and have a wandering eye, they want to see, like I say, a daughter, case in point, my daughter, when, when she gets of age, you know, I'm going to love her no matter what, if she is into the same sex, that's fine, you know, I have no problem with that, as long as they love each other, you know, my daughter's partner will be the best interest for her, 
show her love and support and affection and take care of her. And, you know, they're they're going to be, you know, they really, really love each other, you know. I don't want to see my daughter get involved in a bad relationship with a guy going to treat them like shit, physical abuse them or be together for a couple of years and then get the cheating eye and go cheat, you know, with another woman. And then, you know, if they get married, they're only married for a year or two. Especially if then there's children involved too, you know. A girl get with the guy and they wind up having a couple kids of their own and then they, you know, a couple years later the marriage is falling apart. You know, and then the guy's, you know, moved on somewhere else, you know, cheating, doing something else with another, you know, woman. And, you know, the, my daughter, you know, the, one, the, the daughter is struggling. I want what's best for my daughter, and I guess that stems to just two parents that show love and affection, you know, that your child sees that, you know, and you, you praise them values on your daughter and your child, you know, you want somebody to love you as the way I love your mom, you know, I mean, that's what I would say to my daughter, you know, and I would love my daughter great, you know, and I would want my daughter to absorb that and take that into Whenever she gets in her relationship, you want to find the right guy. Don't make the bad choices. Make the right choice. You know, God can always, you know, bless you too. But you come across, you know, come across the, uh, come across someone that's going to be there for you. And love and support you. you know, if that makes sense, I'm trying to, you know, steer
I'm sure my grandma may have felt sad in the beginning, but my grandma knew, you know, part of life, you know, the children go on and move on and they do their own lives and that, and that they're still gonna, you know, the children are still gonna come back and be close with their, their mom, you know, my grandma, you know, her children will be there still for her, but not even gonna be like what it used to be, you know, that time of the life has passed, you know, my, my grandma was happy for all her children that moved on and became, you know, successful, had their own families and everything. One uncle went to North Carolina to live, another one, her, my aunt, her daughter, you know, she moved on to Georgia, she married her hubby here in Toledo and they wound up moving to Georgia career-wise and we went and seen them periodically, my grandma went and seen her periodically every year, every other year, still kept in touch, they phone called each other. Georgia relatives came up and visited us on different occasions and all got together and, you know, some parents are fine with that, you know, and I think my mom feels in her mind that, you know, she felt she was going to lose me, but then my dad is a different person, you know, if he thought of that, maybe he felt he thought he was going to lose me, I don't know, maybe not, you know, I think my dad was more strong-willed and he knew that, you know, it was time for and have to spread my wings and move on to create my own family, which I did, you know. And that didn't bother him, really, you know. And when my mom blew up at me, you know, my dad come over, you know, don't feel, you know, don't fall into her guilt trip, you know. You know, don't worry about it. You know, she is, she acts her attitude and everything. And I just felt better, you know, give me a little bit of closure there in that situation. And I just think it's, like I said, parents just feel like they want to see what's best for you. you know, a lot of parents are really strict-willed, too. You know, you got to look at some of these situations. You know, you know, families, if it's, you know, families of, I don't know, say like sports athletes or musicians, you know parents feel like too if they're all in a music family the mother and father have children they're they're into the uh, all like a, like a musician like I say father and mother have children and the children everybody's all in the music music world they want to see their children you know maybe meet that special someone too that's in the music you know follow suit you know sports world too, you know, do some stuff like that, that makes sense, you know, you know, it's like, you know, there, you know, let's take something in, in general too, like, um, everybody loves Raymond, you know, even though the show's fake show, you know, uh, not real, but there are some moms that are like that. Look at Marie Barone, how she felt that, you know, you know, she was really needy. She needed Ray and, she, you know, they lived across the street from each other, but she always like kept her door open for Raymond to come back home. Things wouldn't work out with her and, you know, him and Deborah, you know, and Deborah, you know, that one time she dropped that line on Marie, you know, say the word Marie, you can have your boy back, you know, and, and, you know, Marie, you know, she always kept that door open. She favored Ray over Robert. And there are some moms that are like that, you know, show that favoritism, you know. 
Marie's always said that, you know, she always, oh, Deborah's not the one for you, Raymond, you know, go find somebody else. And Raymond, you know, laid the law down on her, you know, my, I love Deborah, you know, we've got a lot in common. We've, you know, we've got that attraction for one another, you know, I'm not going to change that. You know, like told Maria off, you know. And that, that's just my, you know, my assessment of that. Some parents act like that too, you know. But I think it just all stems down to mama's boys and daddy's girls, you know. The closeness and the bonds and everything. And mothers and daughters, they have their good strong bond too, you know. And, uh, you know, they had that strong-willed bond. You know, they would just want to see what's in the best interest for their child. Which is crazy, you know. And there's days, you know, prior to everything, my mom, you know, you know, me and my mom, we did a lot of things together. Took her out to eat and took her down to the American Legion and everything and and then, and then when I started dating my wife and that early on, and I was always busy visiting with my wife, and my mom was kind of feeling lonely, you know, and, oh, you spent a lot of time with your, uh, you know, with uh, Angela, you know, and I said, yeah, that's the thing, you know, I said, we're hitting it off good, we got a lot in common, we care for each other, and, um, you know, we're, we're making it happen, you know, and then she was kind of heartbroken a little bit, you know, she knew she was losing me. But she knew, she knew, you know, that I found somebody. She wanted me to be happy and find somebody. She used to preach that back when I was single, when I was struggling. She didn't understand why I couldn't find women and that. And she just didn't understand. The old mom don't understand, you know. And there was things I had to work on, my personality, my way of thinking of women, uh, what women think. And I didn't realize that. And I always thought that women rejected me. It was their fault, and it wasn't really their fault. Some of it is their fault, but more of it was my fault. I was going about it wrong. My personality, I didn't come correctly to, you know, to these women. I didn't create that attraction, you know. And finally, I understood everything. I listened to some self-help, and I got the understanding of it, and I prayed about it to God, and God kind of blessed me with that. And things changed for me, you know, after my mom had her scare, cancer scare, and everything turned out fine for her, and I wanted to make a change in my life. I said, Lord, give me the opportunity. I want to run with the, give me the ball, and I want to run with it. I want to, you know, find that special someone and create my own family and everything. God worked his magic and put it together, you know, and I met my wife, you know, still going strong for nine years. And, um, you know, and then when I moved out and then my mom was kind of sad, you know, she knew that it was, you know, the end of the road was going. I, you know, still done things with her along when I met with my wife, you know, we did go out, you know, I did drop her off places she needed to go. I took her to grocery shopping, I've took her to the mall, I've took her to movies. She's hung with my wife. We've done dates, you know, dinner dates and she wound up recently, she wound up, um, you know, she wound up going, you know, she wound up going with us to, uh, we walked to a park, Christmas lights at a park, went through a manor house in Wildwood Metro Park here in Toledo, and she wound up hanging there, you know, paddling around, and 
she even, you know, got to relax and talk to my sister-in-laws, you know, and my sister-in-laws like her too, you know, and just parents, just in general, you know. Chime in on Twitter, you know, let me know what you guys think. If you guys ever had issues with parents, parents were needy, did uh, parents, you know, once you found somebody, did parents ditch you and have nothing to do with you? You know, I heard the story, you know, goes back. I heard the story with Kobe Bryant. He met his wife, you know, Vanessa, till you know, they pat, you know, he passed away. He had a close bond with his parents and everything. And, and that once he met his wife, Vanessa, and they wound up having children, his parents got real strict and they wound up took themselves out of Kobe's life. And he didn't have that relationship and that bond with his parents anymore. All because of Kobe found true love and happiness with his wife Vanessa. And that and he you know, lost that you know, they didn't have that closeness anymore. She wound up, you know, they got married and parents didn't like that at all, you know. And um you know, I think that you know, that hurts that hurts, you know, that hurt Kobe too, not having his parents around and you know, they raised good kids together and they, their kids didn't know their grandma and grandpa. They've heard stories and, you know, and the kids, you know, oh, daddy, daddy, we never meet grandma and grandpa. And Kobe was like, nope, that ain't never going to happen, you know. They chose to not be a part of our lives, you know. My brother-in-law who passed away too, he wound up, he didn't have that, he had that good, good closeness rapport with his parents and everything and then when he got married to my sister-in-law and they frowned upon it you know the his mom you know didn't want her son marrying my sister-in-law and everything and she was dead set against it and she made a scene at the wedding reception from stories that i heard and she she took herself out of his life and that and um you know, she wound up missing out. She didn't even get to know her grandkids and everything. And my brother-in-law's dad talks to my sister-in-law maybe once or twice a year. And he really don't have that closeness with his grandkids either. And, you know, my niece and, or my nephews and that really don't have that family on brother-in-law's side. You know, they don't, you know, they don't associate with us. And my nephew's got really just two uncles left, myself and my other brother-in-law, Mark. And, um, you know, and, you know, you know, my sister-in-law's father, you know, her, her father-in-law, you know, they don't really have a closeness with each other. And it's just a shame too, you know, parents, you know, they feel that, they feel that they get together. I'm sure too, you know, with girls, the married guys that parents don't approve of, and then they just take themselves out of the, take themselves out of the spotlight, you know. And, uh, the thing I was listening to, you know, the Scientology, I've been getting into listening to the podcast, I don't believe in Scientology, but it's just all interesting, you know, you're in that world of Scientology, but when you find out the realization that Scientology is a bullshit thing, you get out of Scientology, you have family members, you had a wife, and you created kids, and all the kids and the wife, they're in Scientology, you know, and they're in that world of Scientology, and you leave it, you know, they don't want nothing to do with you anymore. They disconnect from you. 
And then they have to see that themselves and they have to realize that Scientology is wrong. Once they get out of Scientology, then they can come look for, you know, dad. You know, dad got out first and mom and the kids are still in Scientology. And then, then once the kids get out and mom gets out, and then they can all get together and they can be a happy family again. You know, the one guy that was part of the Scientology that Mike Rinder and that, he had a wife and kids and they were all in Scientology and he got the realization that Scientology was bullshit and he got out of there and the wife and kids are still involved in Scientology and they all disconnected and and he's trying to reach out to his kids and his wife and they don't want nothing to do with him and they chastise him and they blow up at him and call him an idiot and, you know, they made false accusations that he was a you know a horrible person and that just you see the interviews and you know he cries about it you know i wish i had my family and a lot of people that left scientology and their families are still in scientology they don't want to you know they they get heartbroken because they miss their family in scientology but they got to realize and see that themselves that they can be a part of scientology you know but I think, and all in general, I just think that it's, you know, just just how the person is, you know, the upbringing. You know, there are strong parents, you know, when the parents, you know, parents even kick you out at 18, too. Some parents kick their children out at 18. they got to be on their own. Parents are strong, too. There's a lot of strong-willed parents, you know. They see their children get married and go on and do their own things and have a life. and They're fine with that. And then they're still heavily involved, you know, the parents or the kids wind up having a family of their own and they bring grandkids in for the parents and the parents are involved to, you know, be grandparents. And they still have the good strong, you know, with their child and it goes to both sides of the family and everything, which is crazy. Uh, pretty much it there. Talk about that. Um. You know, chime me up on Twitter, you know, what your thoughts and concerns about everything. You know, let me know what your thoughts of the show. And uh, happy holidays to everybody. This is Christmas Eve recording this. And happy holidays. This might be the last podcast for the year, maybe. And if not, I might try to drop one more before the end of 2021. Working on one with uh, celeb and family deaths. Going a little bit off the grid with that one. Talk about deaths that shocked me and surprised me and and that goes to celeb and to family members and you know missing them around you know family members that are not here anymore and uh you know celebs that are not long no longer with us too you know i'm gonna get into that and hopefully hook up to whiskey for a podcast and talk something with him before the year's up but see what's going on he's a busy man doing his thing and shout out to my homie you know, make sure you listen to his podcast. Keep it down. He's got some good stuff, funny stuff, and he's always in for a good barrel of laughs. And uh, thank you guys all for listening. Tune in until next time. God bless. Love you guys. Peace.